0: Anybody ever seen the movie Buckaroo Banzai? It was during the 70s, which is a strange time in the world. And my daughter, the one who lives in Boston, when she was a teenager, saw it. And one of Buckaroo's phrases was, wherever you go, there you are. And that became her catchphrase. And as I'm reading today's scripture, that's the thing that really struck me is, wherever you go, there you are. We have a juxtaposition of numbers where God is talking about the Levites and the fact that the Levites got traded for the firstborn of Israel, who got traded for the firstborn of Egypt. And then we have this business of being born again or born from above, and those things are all connected. So one of the things that God could have said is, Yo, Levites, this is what I want you to do. I'm God, you're not, do it. And, okay, fine. Then the Levites would have schlepped the tabernacle and done the stuff that they... He didn't do that. And it's important that he didn't do that because what he did instead was he explained why the Levites were doing what they were doing and he explained how they got there. He didn't just say, I'm God, you're not. Pick it up and carry it. Which would have been a perfectly acceptable thing for him to do. He's God, right? He, he can say that. But he didn't. So let's start with the firstborn. And I've taught this before and I'm going to go over this very quickly. I'm not spending a lot of time here. But we need it as background. You can only be in one place at a time and you can only be in one state at a time. So, what God does with Egypt is he says Israel's my firstborn. Which means that their firstborn cannot be in that same state if Israel is going to be in the state of firstborn. There can only be one firstborn. There are lots and lots of other subsequent children and God loves them and so forth but the state of being firstborn is singular and doesn't matter how you feel about it as a subsequent child, if you're not the firstborn, you're not the firstborn. You're not in that state. So what God does is a series of state swaps. He starts off with the firstborn of Egypt and he says they're not the firstborn anymore they're going to die then he says Israel's my firstborn then he says I take the firstborn of Israel and then in today's Torah portion he says well what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Levi instead of the firstborn of Israel got this series of swaps so what he's doing is he is very clearly maintaining state there's only one firstborn starts off as Egypt, becomes Israel then we take the firstborn among Israel and we say, okay they're not going to be the firstborn in this case, now Levi's going to be the firstborn. Well, this change of state also goes back to being born again because you can either be a citizen of the world or you can be a citizen of the kingdom of God. You can only be in one of those two states. You can't be half a citizen of the world and half a citizen of God You've got to be in one or the other. So it's a state swap. We've talked about, for example, clean and unclean. Again, you can either be in a state of cleanliness or you can be in a state of uncleanliness. You can't be half and half. And you just need to know which state you're in. And there are procedures from moving back and forth between states, and God provides those very clearly. But it's also very clear you're the one or the other. You're not both you're either the firstborn or you're one of the other children you're either clean or you're unclean you're either in the realm of life or in the realm of death you're either in the kingdom of the world or in the kingdom of God and what God does is he gives ways for you to change state as necessary so we routinely enter the realm of death happens all the time as you go through this world a healthy woman enters the realm of death once a month And then there's a procedure for her to come back into the realm of life. Touch a corpse, which is not sinful. There's no sin involved. You've got to take care of dead bodies. But when you do, you enter the realm of death. And then there's a procedure for you to come out of the realm of death and come back into the realm of life. You can't be in both. And God provides procedures from going back and forth. Now, I'm going to spend most of my time with the conversation between Nicodemus and Yeshua but it's important that you understand this business of what state are you in in order to understand the conversation that Nicodemus and Yeshua are having. The reading starts back in chapter 2 where it says Yeshua knows what's inside of men and then it says he talks to Nicodemus. So what's happening here is Yeshua knows what Nicodemus's problem is And he's talking to Nicodemus about this problem. In other words, you've got to start back in chapter 2 to get the flow of the Nicodemus story. Now, it's interesting because Yeshua talks about, John talks about, the realm of light and the realm of darkness. When does Nicodemus come and talk to Yeshua? At night. So Nicodemus is in the realm of darkness and what Yeshua is going to tell him is how to switch out of the realm of darkness into the realm of light. That's what the whole conversation is about. It is not the case that Nicodemus does not understand the concept of being born again. It is standard Judaism, Judaism 101, being born again. And it happens over and over and over again in the life of a Jew. So for example. When a woman, during her monthly cycle, goes through the waters and comes up the other side, she is born again. When a man comes through bar mitzvah, change of life, he is changing status. He goes through and he takes a mikveh, he comes up the other side, and he is born again. He is a new creation. And by the way, I was reading the Jewish encyclopedia last night, and understand, devout Jews know more about Christianity than you do. They really understand this stuff, and he's talking about Paul. He says Paul is talking about being a new creation. Paul is talking about standard Jewish practice and standard Jewish understanding in the service of apostasy. In other words, it isn't the case that Jews don't understand the New Testament. They understand it better than you do. They just don't understand or they don't believe or they don't agree that Yeshua is the Messiah. It's not lack of information we've got here. It's lack of belief that Yeshua is the Messiah. And that's one of the things that Yeshua is talking to Nicodemus about. We'll get there in just a minute. Yeshua is speaking in Judaism 101 and is saying, I am the Messiah. And Nicodemus is saying, wait a minute. I understand being born again. Born from above, I think, is not the right translation in this context. That's why I was glad you brought it up, because it is the alternative translation. Because Nicodemus's question indicates that he's talking about being born again. How can a man be born once he's old? So Nicodemus' understanding here is the born again translation, not the born from above translation. And both are legitimate translations. And Most of your study Bibles, anything that's got footnotes will give you both translations there. But in this particular case, born again is I think the right one. So Nicodemus is saying, I have been through the born again process over and over and over again just like any other observant Jew. So when I became a man, did my bar mitzvah, went through the waters and I was born again. When I got married. Went through the waters and born again. I have a change in life. I am now one of a pair instead of a single man. When I got ordained as a rabbi, I went through the waters and I came up and I was born again. I was a new creation. I have new responsibilities in life. I am a new man. When I become the head of a yeshiva, which he was. By the way, Nicodemus shows up in the Talmud and he is the head of yeshiva. He's a teacher. That's what Yeshua says. You are a teacher of the Jews, which is to say, you are one who trains rabbis. And when I became the head of a yeshiva, I went through a mikvah came up on the other side, and I was born again. What else is there that I am missing? That's his question. Not what does born again mean. It is, what am I missing here? Because Yeshua leads off this conversation by saying, and I will read it to you, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus' question about being born again is, wait a minute, I'm an old man now. I have been through the born-agains and born-agains and born-agains, and you're telling me here that I'm missing one. I don't understand. I don't understand the one I'm missing because I've been born again, born again, born again every time I changed my status in life, every time I changed my state. So am I missing one here? That's the question. So Yeshua says, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. By the way, born of water is again standard Jewish-speak for natural birth. When you come into the world, natural birth, there is a flush of water as you're delivered. So Born of water does not refer to baptism in this case. It refers to natural birth. And so what Yeshua is saying, and by the way, for those of you who've been around, this is a mashal, which is to say a couplet with things stated twice slightly different. So let me read it again. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit." So you have born of water and the Spirit in the kingdom of God and then you have born of water is flesh and born of the Spirit is spirit. Those of you who have been through Proverbs and so forth, it's a standard Hebrew idiom, it's a martial Verse 7, Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, And you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So what he's saying here is you understand natural birth. You understand state changes, changing from life into death. What you don't understand is that the Spirit of God goes where it will. That's the part you're missing here. So... The wind blows where it wishes and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. In other words, in the natural, wind blows and, and you recognize that it blows. You can feel it, you can hear it and so forth, but you've got no idea what causes it. And it's the same thing in the spirit. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. So being born of the spirit is something like the wind. You can see when it happens, but you don't know how it happens. And Nicodemus says, How can these things be? And Yeshua answered, Are you a teacher of Israel? In other words, head of Yeshiva. Are you a teacher of Israel? And that do not understand these things. Truly, truly I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. Ding 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 ding. Notice the change in pronouns. We speak. Who's we? God in three voices. So what Yeshua does when he changes pronouns there, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, right? Starts, that's how he starts off. And now he says, we say. Whoops. Now Nicodemus is no fool. And one of the stories in the book of John is the transition of Nicodemus from the realm of darkness, remember, he comes at night, to the realm of light. Because at the end, he speaks up for Yeshua at his trial and he is one of the party that buries Yeshua after the crucifixion. So Nicodemus makes the transition in the book from darkness into light. And part of what Yeshua is doing here is he is explaining to Nicodemus, who as I say is no fool, who he actually is. And the beginning of that explanation is this change of pronouns. Let read it to you again. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know And bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. He's not talking about himself and the disciples here. He's talking about himself as God. If I have told you earthly things, notice we change the pronouns back. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except him who ascended from heaven, the Son of Man. The Son of Man. That's a reference to the book of Daniel. Let me go to read it to you. The book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages would serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. But there's another description of the coming of the Messiah. That's the one in Daniel. The other one is in Zechariah. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey on a colt, the full of a donkey. So you have these two descriptions of the advent of the Messiah. And rabbinic Judaism has trouble reconciling those. Messianic Judaism has no problem with that whatsoever. Rabbinic Judaism sees two messiahs, the Messiah, the son of Joseph, the suffering servant, and the Messiah, the son of David, the conquering king. And they in fact see that the son of Joseph is going to come before the son of David. And they, in fact, see that the suffering servant is going to die. They got all that in their writings. What they don't see is the man Yeshua is the one. They don't see that the advent is twice with the same being. They see two different men. For those of us who believe Yeshua is the Messiah, we see two different comings of one man. So Nicodemus is looking at this guy, Yeshua who doesn't meet any of the criterion of being the Messiah yet he just called himself the Son of Man and to Nicodemus it's whoa that's Messiah speak that's right out of the book of Daniel so this conversation that's being had here is not somebody who's confused about being born again this is a discussion between two very knowledgeable individuals where Yeshua The Messiah is explaining to this rabbi, Nicodemus, that he is the Messiah. He is the one. Started off with a change of pronouns. We. It's now going to I and the Son of Man. Back to verse 13 now. No one has ascended into heaven except him who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. What Yeshua is saying to this guy, Nicodemus, is, I am the Messiah. I am the suffering servant. Remember, it says here, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So I am the one who is going to come on a donkey, as predicted in Zechariah. I am also the one who is going to receive the deed to the earth from the Ancient of Days, and I am going to rule the place. I'm the same one. And oh, by the way, if you'll believe that and you'll follow me, from that comes eternal life. So this whole conversation is in the context of what state are you in? Whose kingdom are you in? What realm are you in? Are you in the realm of light or in the realm of darkness? Remember Nicodemus comes at night. He starts in the realm of darkness. And at the end of the book he will be in the realm of light. Nicodemus is going to be reborn yet again. He's been reborn lots of times, but there's one more that he has to do, and he's going to do that. Everybody understand the conversation now? By the way, I got some of this insight. I will give you a website, uh, Hadavar, a messianic website. And you can go read some of that conversation in there. Hadavar, the word. Hadavar.org. He has an article on this and most of this I was going to say anyway, but he had a couple of insights about Nicodemus and so forth that were just excellent. So Yeshua is going to someone who dwells in darkness. You are to go to those who dwell in darkness. That's your job. Those of you who have made the status change from the realm of death into the realm of life, from the realm of darkness into the realm of light, you have an obligation. Just like Yeshua goes to Nicodemus and gets his head straight and explains the transition, that's your job. And you can start off with, wherever you go, there you are.